Tonight, Father Jordi and I would like to explain to our community the purpose of the simple path and the private revelations that I and this community have received concerning the simple path for the church for these times. When the Lord asks us to proclaim the simple path and his messages from the housetops, my community, this is really important. It is not a different proclamation from the gospel. So you need to understand that it's not like we proclaim the path and others proclaim the gospel. That is a fallacy. The path cannot be proclaimed outside of the scriptures. The purpose of the path is that we come to understand and live them at a deeper level, especially the mystery of redemptive suffering. And redemptive suffering is not just an aspect or a virtue of revelation. It is the core because the mystery of the cross is the like Daniel was sharing in the in the rosary is the oblation of love to the father that redeems that reconciles us to the father and that is the very core so what is drawing us to the very core of revelation in a way that has been often neglected. Uh, we all know that the cross is important, that we're saved by the power of the cross, but the Lord is drawing us to understand not only the act of love of Christ, but the urgency that we all, all of us, enter and participate with Christ in this oblation. So we need to understand what the church teaches concerning private revelation. And in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, number 67, it states, throughout the ages, there have been so-called private revelations some of which have been recognized by the authority of the church. They do not belong, however, to the deposit of faith. It is not their role to improve or complete Christ's definitive revelation, but to help live more fully by it in a certain period of history. In, in our, uh-huh. Yeah, this is so beautiful. Um, revelation is complete with Christ. Nothing else can be added. However, we will spend all the time of the church until the second coming growing 
in understanding of that revelation. And that is what is called the development of doctrine. I'll give you a simple example. Mercy is all over the Bible, right? But through the private revelations of Jesus to St. Faustina, the church received a gift of deeper understanding, a truth that is already in Revelation. Jesus did not say anything new, but it brought us into a deeper understanding, a deeper awareness of the truth. And that is all important because, for example, if you are already in knowledge of something important and you forgot, and somebody says to you, remember, you have to put gas in the car. Otherwise, you will not arrive to your job. And you go, oh, that is right. Well, it's nothing new. You already supposedly knew, but it's of no avail to you unless it comes into your consciousness. So what private revelation does is bring into our understanding a truth that God has given us and often bringing it into a deeper understanding that we ever had before. I encourage all of you to read In the Simple Path, page 400. And there, I'm not going to read it now because we don't have a lot of time, but it speaks in that page in our path about prophecy. And at the end of a paragraph on that page, it quotes Cardinal Ratzinger. And as as far as him commenting on the Fatima prophecies, and Cardinal Ratzinger said, prophecy is in the biblical sense does not mean to predict the future, but to explain the will of God for the present and therefore show the right path to take for the future. So, what is God's will for us in love crucified and for the church for these decisive times, according to the private revelation that he's given us? And the answer is, for people to be taught the mystery of divine love found in Jesus's redemptive suffering and for all people to respond to the invitation found in the scriptures to participate in Jesus's perfect sacrifice of love. This core of the scriptures, of the mystery of the cross, of the mystery of redemptive suffering, is what God comes to highlight for us and through love crucified 
for the church for these decisive times. Also in our simple path, on page 423, Pope Benedict XVI said, In sacred scripture, we often find that God seeks righteous men and women in order to save the city of man. And he does the same here in Fatima. When Our Lady asks, do you want to offer yourselves to God to endure all the sufferings which he will send you? in an act of reparation for the sins by which he is offended and of supplication for the conversion of sinners. God comes to intervene to save mankind. The revelations he's given to love crucified, rooted in the scriptures, is to is an extension of Fatima. It is to raise up men and women that respond fully to the scriptures, to become one with Jesus crucified, to save the world through the power of God's infinite mercy and love. So what is God's purpose with the simple path for this period of history? The purpose of the simple path is to fulfill the triumph of the cross, which calls for each member of Christ's body, the church, to be united like Mary to his perfect sacrifice. In the Catechism of the Catholic Church, Number 618, it pretty much sums up the emphasis of what God is asking and showing love crucified for the church for these times. The cross is the unique sacrifice of Christ, the one mediator between God and men. But because in his incarnate divine person, he has in some way united himself to every man, the possibility of being made partners in a way known to God in the Paschal mystery is offered to all men. He calls his disciples to take up their cross and follow him. For Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example so that we should follow in his steps. In fact, Jesus desires to associate with his redeeming sacrifice those who were to be its first beneficiaries. This is achieved supremely in the case of his mother, who was associated 
more intimately than any other person in the mystery of his redemptive suffering. Therefore, those words are very significant from the teachings of the Catholic Church for us. Because the church has taught always that we are called to be partners in the most intimate way in Jesus' perfect sacrifice. That is what God wants to achieve in each of us through the simple path to union with God. Because these beautiful words from scripture and the catechism, we can read and intellectually understand them. We can intellectually speak about them, but they remain beautiful concepts. The simple path is a journey that God gives us so that the truth of the scriptures, the truth of the mystery of redemptive suffering becomes our way of life, becomes the transforming grace and brings us into, like Mary, the most intimate union with God through the cross to become with Mary co-redeemers for the world and to bring the greatest glory and honor to God our Father. So everything in the path is founded and rooted in scripture in the Bible. I could go on all night quoting different scriptures, but I'm going to just review a few that are, I say, the shining lights for us. Beginning with St. Paul to the Colossians 124. I am now rejoicing in my sufferings for your sake. And in my flesh, I am completing what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, that is the church. Beautiful Bible verse. We all know it. Yet, very few people enter a process, which is the simple path, to make these words of St. Paul a reality of how we live our life daily. Let us go on to Colossians 1.22. He has now reconciled us in his fleshly body through death so as to present you holy and blameless and irreproachable before him. The simple path is a journey, my community into our hearts to discover our distorted being caused by sin. 
The simple path is not the only path in the church that God through the centuries has brought to journey into ourselves to discover ourselves and to discover God. For example, we have the dialogue of St. Catherine of Siena, which is, is very united to our path. We have all of what St. Teresa of Avila has given the church, St. John of the Cross. There's a richness. And so the Lord comes to give a path united to what the church has for these times. Most people, ordinary people, would read the dialogue. And because it was written centuries ago, it can be very difficult to grasp and understand. So God has given us for the church the simple path to enter this journey of transformation, to become truly one with Christ, to enter what St. Catherine of Siena calls filial love, the gift of the Holy Spirit, of the fear of the Lord. It is impossible to receive this gift of the Holy Spirit outside of entering union with Christ crucified. This is where the path brings us. This is a revelation of the very nature of love. It is the desire to give ourselves unconditionally unconditionally, and suffer whatever because of the beloved. And that's exactly what Jesus did. And he's saying now to his bride, would you respond? And if you notice, um, Lourdes quoted Colossians 1.24 and then two verses earlier, Colossians 1.22. And this is really nuptial language. Notice that he wants to present us holy, blameless, irreproachable before him. And that is the bride, you know, holy, beautiful, pure, being given to the bridegroom. And so the Holy Spirit is preparing us and we're saying, yes, whatever it takes, we want to enter into this union. If we look at St. Paul to the Romans, chapter 6, verse 5, St. Paul says, For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Powerful words. Yet, if we don't enter a journey or a process into the death of Christ to die with him. We have to die of our ego, of our self-will, of everything in us that's self. Those words of scripture are not alive and are not transforming us. So the simple path, if you see the path, it brings us first to the feet of Christ. And through that, 
into, we enter the side into Christ as we enter into the depth of ourselves, into the heart of Christ. So the entire simple path is to bring us into Christ so that when we come to mass every day and we hear the words through him, with him, and in him, we are living those words. They aren't just the words every priest says at the altar. They become the reality of our daily life. The heart, the core of the simple path is to bring us, as Daniel said in the rosary, into the summit of our Christian life, which is the Eucharist. Um, and Nina, Dr. Nina Herman, when she spoke to us a few weeks ago, she was quoting St. Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, 24 to 26, concerning um, the, the Eucharist. It says, when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Then he goes on to talk about the cup of blessing. Do this in remembrance of me. And then Nina said to us, for the Jews, remembrance meant not just bringing to memory, but actually living the event in the present. That is exactly what the Lord teaches everyone in the simple path. That the Eucharist, the mass is the, the center of the life of every mother and missionary of the cross. And the Lord taught us when we enter the mass, all of us need to come with the sacrifice of our life that's been lived daily in the altar of our homes. So we live the mass. The Lord teaches us how to live in his sacrifice our everyday ordinary life. And when we come to mass, we're entering the sacrifice of Christ through the sacrifice we've been living daily in the altar of our homes, at work, wherever we are. So our participation in the Eucharist, in the mass, is becomes one with Christ. This is so important because we don't go to mass to pray for something only or to get some graces. We are truly participating in Calvary, in Calvary in the offering of the bridegroom to the father. It's really happening right there. You know, in, in the Bible, St. Paul says that Jesus did the sacrifice one for all. It's in letter of Hebrews that we have been reading these days. So why do we keep on celebrating mass if he did it once and for all? 
because we are entering that one sacrifice that happened 2,000 years ago, that very same sacrifice is happening now, mystically but truly, so that you and I can be the bride like Mary and say yes. So if we go like spectators and say, look, this bridegroom is offering himself. He's a very nice fellow. Thank you very much. We are missing the power of the, of the mass. It's not going to transform us unless the bride with us says yes and enters with all her love, all her being, moved by the Holy Spirit into the same oblation. So that's why the Mass is the place of encounter with the cross. And, and, and so for all of this to happen, the simple path God has to take us through stages of purification, stages of being emptied to be filled with God. So the path is simple, yet to truly live it, it's difficult because to die to our egos, to die to our self-love, to heal our, our wounded hearts is a painful and difficult process. But that is the only way that we can truly enter and fully open ourselves up to the gift of redemption to become the images and likeness of God, the vision of the glory of God. And to give you one last example of the union of the private revelation as one with the scriptures, especially in the summit of the Eucharist, I'll give you number 55 from our simple path. Participation in my body and blood. Notice that the Lord begins this message to us with scripture. He says to us and to the church, most people partake of my body and blood, but few desire to participate in my body and blood. Then he quotes scripture. He says, the cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? Then the Lord explains to us, in order to become one body in me, you must respond to participate in living in my body and blood. In the Eucharist, I give of myself fully to you and you partake, meaning that you receive me. But then you must respond to this gift of love by giving yourself to me. You must give me your blood in sacrifice and your body, which is your will. 
in the Eucharist, I am the victim of love. In order for you to become one body, one blood in me, you must respond to become my victim of love. A victim united as one with the victim. What is required of my creature is her response, her fiat. Then the power of my spirit, the Holy Spirit, brings about this perfect union. It is at the foot of the cross with my mother that you receive the outpouring of the Holy Spirit from my pierced side. It is he who will lead you through the narrow path of my cross to perfect union in me. So here is one example of countless examples of how God comes to lead us and the church in these decisive times to highlight for us these very important scriptures and to teach us how to be transformed by them and to live fully integrated in them to help save the world. Amen. Amen. For more information on the path to union with God, please visit the Love Crucified Community website at www.lovecrucified.com. God bless you.